Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T-52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica 5. Oh, yeah. It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Paredes, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con Anazo 5-packs and 25-count bundles starting right now. Using code LIZARDN6. That's coupon code LIZARDN6. What is Carlos Anzo says it? <laughs> <laughs> you can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US. The website is Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. That's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Cononazo is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to try it. From Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed you. were you on that tasting yeah. panel? <laughs> yeah. I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. <laughs> Right. Did, did you retrohale? I just want to make sure you did. You can literally jump on the FOH forum right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every <laughs> note that you got that he didn't Correct. from the retrohale. And Gizmo likes to get calls at 2 a.m. in bed. <laughs> Be part- <laughs> Become part of the FOH community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami, so there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome. Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. (laughs) Fair enough, you know. (laughs) Again, use code LIZARDN6, all one word, no space, for 10% off Cononazo, five packs, and 25-count bundles starting right now at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 U.S. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo. Tonight, I'm joined by Rooster, Senator, Grinder, Pagoda, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some rum, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 88th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a Cuban cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We discuss PL's history with machine-made cigars, we talk smoking outside in the summer, and we debate repairing cracked wrappers on cigars, all among a variety of other things for the next 90 minutes. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair 15-year-aged barbon cord Haitian rum with the poor Laranyaga, Galanis. A Robusto from poor Laranyaga tonight out of Havana. It's called the Galanis. It's a 52 ring gauge cigar by four and three quarter inches. And uh, I've never had this cigar, boys, but it looks great. It does look good. And especially, you know, we talk a lot about uh, Cuban Robustos. Yeah. We smoke a lot of Cuban Robustos. And 
Well, this one I think is a little shorter. Um, a touch. It's its own size. Actually, the factory name is also a Galanis. Mm. Uh, it's not a Robusta like some of the others. But um, I, you know, I you don't hear much about this. You don't see many people smoking this. They don't come up that much. This Vitola or the Marca in general. Yeah, I think the one that comes up is the uh, Petit Corona. I happen to love that cigar. Yeah, and, and I, I know Rooster does too. Yeah. That's an yeah. awesome stick. And that's it the is. only other poor Laranaga we ever did on the podcast was the Petit Corona. Comes yeah. in a 50 cap, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. What does uh, poor Laranaga mean? It means by uh, Laranaga, which was the last name of the gentleman who founded it hmm. in the 1800s. Cool. Yeah. For, uh, by Laranaga. A lot of history there. Then. A lot of history. I have some more, actually. We can go into it. But first, boys, let's cut this thing. See so we're getting on the cold draw on the wrapper. I'm very intrigued by this cigar tonight. Um, it's a pretty modestly priced Robusto. How uh, much are these? You could find them anywhere between 18 and 21. That's uh, a great deal. So it's not bad, especially in a 10-count box. I mean, obviously, if you're buying RAS in a 50-cab, you don't want to be paying that kind of price for it, um, at least today. But um, when you're buying something in a 10-count, obviously, you're going to pay a little bit more for it than you would in a 50. But um, um, The cold draw is really pleasant. Hmm. It is. A bit fruity. Yeah, it's really nice. And a little creamy for me. Yeah, woody. Mm-hmm. And the draw is wide open. Yeah, the draw is really nice. I remember getting like a sweetness uh, right right, right on the light, what I remember for the last time I had it. I think when I smell the foot, I get this really light milk chocolate thing. I don't know. It's probably every cigar smoke. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. I think you're spot on. I definitely yeah. get yeah. cocoa. Yeah, it's definitely there. You're not wrong. Awesome. Can't wait to smoke this. Let's do it, boys. The poor Laranaga Galanis. Again, it's a 52 ring gauge Robusto by four and three quarters inches out of Havana, Cuba. It's the second PL we've done on the pod. The other was the previously mentioned Petit Corona. We did that ages ago. I think this is what? Episode 90? I think that may have been episode 12. <laughs> So it's quite some time ago. We'll see how it does. Wow, I really like it on the light. Wow, very flavorful. Wow. I will say my draw, it's probably, it feels it's too wide open. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it feels really wide open. It's In fact, the smoke up in itself. Zero resistance. It covered my whole face. The aroma coming off of it, the initial flavor, everything on the light is a slam dunk. Do you I get a sweet, do you get that sweetness right but it's, the light? But it, there's a fullness to it. Yeah. That's it's a rich. Very rich. Rich, sweet, full. But creamy. Yeah. I'm getting spice, though. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. Some white pepper, maybe. Mm. This is really nice. Mm. Maybe like a little shortbread type thing. Wow. I'm into it. The smoke output's awesome on this. Yeah. I, you know what's funny about the size of this? It, it 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 makes me wonder what makes them say, "Hey, like let's let's do a robusto, but let's cut half an inch off of it, or let's cut a quarter of an inch off of it." Like, I don't understand the decision to not make it a full robusto in line with the other robustos that we smoke all the time. Probably di- dictated by the leaves, right? The shorter, shorter leaves, leaves. <laughs> <laughs> smaller. I, I'm, I'm curious what that decision is. We come in all sizes. Process. Cheers to you, Pagoda. <laughs> <laughs> we come in all sizes, buddy. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. 
<laughs> the other thing that's interesting too, from a Habanos decision standpoint, is they only come in ten count boxes. There is no twenty five count box. There's no fifty count box, and there's no smaller packs. It's only this wooden flip top lid, uh, ten count box. I love the ten count. Yeah. So these were initially released in 2020. So this line has not been out very long. The cigars we're smoking tonight are from May 22. Um, so they're about a year old. How many cigars do they have? Do they make right now in regular production? I believe that three, there are three. only three. Amazing. Wow. It's the uh, it's the excuse Galanis. me four four. Oh, Picadores and what else? Petit Coronas, uh, Monte Carlos. Oh, the Monte Carlos, which is yeah. a, a slim Panatella, the Picadores which is a Habanos specialist release. So it's not an LCDH, but it has a different band than these dudes. It's got a red band. Yeah, it has an all red band, which it's an odd choice. But red and white, I think. Yeah. It looks like a Romeo type band. And this, the one that we're smoking now has the classic Por Laranaga, uh gold band uh, with very, very simple uh, silver lettering on it. Uh, and then the final, um, so we named them Galanis, this one, Picadores, Monte Carlos, and the Petit Coronas. Nice. And really the ones that I see come up the most are the Petit Corona and the Monte Carlos. I haven't ever seen these come up anywhere. Yeah, I don't see these much at all. But the PC a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rightfully so. That versatility, that it's delicious. Beautiful 50 cap presentation. Can't beat that. Yeah, this is um this is really nice on the light. Mm. It's good. Yeah. yeah. What I like about this, so I, I'm I'm not a huge fan of the PLPC. I know Rooster and some of the other guys in the room, Bam, I think really like that cigar. For me, it's a bit too woody. That's like very characteristic, I feel like, of uh, of this brand. I like that this is more balanced with some more sweetness and some other notes and even a little cocoa and things that Pagoda was mentioning before. So for me, this is more my speed. Hmm. Who gave you your last Petit Corona? I'd like to know. I mean, I've only had maybe one or two, probably Rooster. I think we should give him one each. You do that. I gave it to him <laughs> last week. <laughs> well, we did them on the pod. That's true. I get a lot of graham cracker and some, I do get dessert notes on that. I'll be really? honest. I oh, really yeah. like the cigar. I really like the Petit Corona. Yeah. I just don't like the I just the it's size. You get a lot of woodiness in that. There's definitely a cedar thing for sure. Yeah. Definitely, definitely that. But it has a sweetness try, about try it. it. Try it again. A, try it again. Yeah. Because yeah. now the box has been sitting. I think we both have, I have, I have an LGR 2019 box. I have a 2019 box and a 2020 box. Both 50 cabs. I'll, I'll bring you one. Okay. Yeah. You'll bring the whole cab. Ooh. <laughs> yes. He's got yes, two, two cabs. One, one for me, 49 <laughs> for Rooster. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring him. Yeah. So what kind of flavor notes are you getting now that we're kind of into this into this cigar now? I'm still getting a very rich, but I would say mild, maybe touching on medium experience. Yeah, that's pretty um, accurate. It has a sweetness to it. It's still a little woody, but I, I like the flavor profile quite a bit. I, I'm So I'm still getting this odd, like... Spice, but uh, I'm doing a lot of retrohale, and it's like a, it's like a cinnamony spice. It's not like an allspice or like a baking. It's like a, you know what's strange? On it's the, not even peppery. It's cinnamon, but a little cardamom for me on the finish. Wow, I'm not, a get, bit. I'm not getting cardamom. I'm getting green yeah. cardamom or black Bur- cardamom. <laughs> <laughs> what's the difference? I don't know. No, huge difference. <laughs> what is difference? I'm, I'm serious. What's I only difference? know cardamom brown. Green cardamoms are very small. And the black ones are much bigger and mm. like gnarly looking. And do they taste? Well, they taste, taste totally different. Yeah. So Port Laranaga has quite a 
history as a brand. It was founded in 1834, as we mentioned, by Ignacio Laranaga uh, in Havana. The name, again, meaning by Laranaga, by him. Uh, and by the end of the 1800s, apparently it was a very, very well-known and popular premium cigar brand. Like It was one of the more popular brands coming out of Havana. And what's interesting about this brand that I wanted to talk to you guys about because of the way the Cubans are made now, they did a complete pivot with the brand. And Por Laranaga was the first brand in Havana to make machine-made cigars. Really? Yeah, in 1925. And it was such a, a, a controversial decision to bring machines in to make cigars that the entire factory rioted and went on strike. And no would not make cigars, obviously. Yeah, because they're bringing them out of jobs. Yeah. Yeah. So it, that was the story. I would have rioted with them. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. None of us pursue machine made cigars. No, it's yeah. their, it was their version of AI. Yeah, but at the time. <laughs> <laughs> think I mean, about that. Chat GPT making cigars. At, I mean, think about it also. Like at the time, you know, rev- everything's being. You know, revolutionized, mechanic, mechanicized, mechanic, mechanized. I in guess. 1925. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, at, you think you're at the? Well, no. I mean, I don't know. It, it's it's not that. It's not a backwater country at that point, right? It's, yeah, it doesn't become that until the revolution. Not, that's exactly right. So sure. you know, um, I can see them feeling their the urge of populist sentiment to you know make everything industrial to innovate. Yeah. Yeah, but, and, and who knows what kind of European, American, whatever influence was coming in and saying we can, we can do this better for it, you with it's machines. Pretty, it's pretty interesting how like you know that the cigar industry has never been like people who smoke real real cigars are not you know searching for machine made you know cigars ever. Yeah, you know. But if you think about a good portion of the, I mean, uh, John F. Kennedy. Smoked H. Upman's. Everybody thinks he smoked H. Upman Petit Coronas. Mm-hmm. He smoked machine-made cigars. Wow, not handmade cigars. I did not so know John that. F. Kennedy Cigar, smoked Cigar Rios. No, he, no, they were. It was okay. like a. It was like a. Um, it was a machine-made, very close to a Petit Corona, but it was not a handmade cigar. Wasn't it smoked. a specific Vitola that he pursued? There was a specific one. I don't it's know the name man. of it. It's very close to Petit Corona, but Re- it was machine-made. Okay, I thought it was the Regalia, but maybe I used to know. Did he know? Uh, yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that they were machine made. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, he could smoke any Cuban cigar, but he chose to smoke that, which is odd. Same that's story true. with George Burns. Yeah, yeah. George oh, Burns. Yeah. What, were, what were those what cigars? Was he oh God, he I smoked machine made. They came in, I think, in a glass tube, yeah. white out. <laughs> <laughs> they were like thirteen inches long. Okay, this is making more sense though. So he, he would say he'd smoke like ten cigars a day. Yeah, oh, yeah. But it sounds like they're little. They're Churchill's. No. Churchills. These were Churchills. That that he was machine George made Burns Churchills. Yeah. No way. Come on. They were uh, Senator. They were big cigars. So how, yeah, George Burns did not smoke small cigars. No, from what I remember. No. How it was an El Producto. It was an El Producto cigar. Any dimensions on the Vitola? Is that Kennedy or Burns? Burns. But ten Churchills in a day. You got to go. Either he was smoking crazy. like a chimney. I don't really know if fast. there were Churchills, he's, but maybe he's, not. He's ditching them. He's smoking like. Yeah, he's, I don't think he's, he's smoking anything at that point. He's not smoking any anymore. But yeah, because he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for for writing us. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what cigar George Burns smoked from El Producto, but it wasn't machine made. 
and he would smoke. He would get three hundred of them delivered every month. Uh, they were short filler machine made cigars. He'd smoke ten to fifteen a day, which is pretty wild. The only thing I will and when say, it, and when it didn't show up on time, the guy would like panic and be calling the factory. Kind of you know very lizard like, like us. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no different. <laughs> well, it, it was a different time because you could smoke. Anywhere, anywhere, right? You yeah. smoke at the office. You in your living room. In the in living room. Well, <laughs> Airplanes. Some, some still do. Well, I know someone else that does that right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I'd seen George Burton smoke it in a talk show as well. Oh, he would go on yeah. Carson with him and everything, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, back to Port Warren which is, again, pretty wild story. So they made machine, pretty much made machine-made cigars that for most of their history. Um, and at the time of the revolution... They were exporting 5% of all of uh, Habano cigars that were coming, uh, you know, Habano cigars that were coming out of Cuba were um, Puro Arniaga, which is pretty wild. That fell to less than half a percent because they were machine made. And then when Habanos came in in 2000, they got rid of all machine made cigars in the regular production uh, lines. Now, obviously, there's some still some machine made cigarillos, et cetera, but we'll ignore those. But um, and that's when they canceled everything. And they only had the, I believe, the Petit Corona and the Monte Carlo uh, until they introduced some of these newer cigars. Do we know if they had a bigger catalog? They had a huge catalog of cigars. Oh, is that right? But At only machine-made. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. It, everything that they did, um, pretty much everything they did was machine-made. Amazing. I want to go back to the machine-made thing for a second. Yeah. All of us, myself included, have a pretty negative perception of a machine-made cigar. But the funny thing is, I'm I'm just reconsidering this myself for the first time. If you think about it, our big complaints with a lot of cigars are the construction, right? The draw is too loose. The draw is too tight. This cigar is too packed. This cigar is too loosely packed. You would think that the solution to that long term, like thinking about the future of cigars, mm -hmm. would actually be developing machines that could make this perfectly, yeah. like flawlessly in a way that humans just cannot ensure that level of consistency over time. So mm -hmm. it's just dawned on me for the first time, you know, who knows what the cigar industry is going to look like 50 years from now. But if we're really talking about wanting like perfect quality and consistency every single time, that's the, you'd have yeah. to think that someone could make machines do this better than honestly, you know, humans can. I think, I think maybe back in 1920, there would probably be a marked difference between a handmade and a machine made because the machines are not taking into consideration all those nuances in the leaf that's highly variable this that the other thing right if you i mean i hate them this is probably you know sound like a broken record here not but at all generate like if you have a machine that has some of that ai yeah. you know capability to like learn like oh this is i have to wrap you know i have to wrap it differently this time or something like i don't know how i've never mm. seen a machine make a fucking cigar the way i think a machine would the way i think a machine would work in that specific scenario is saying when a blend is provided you need x gram of this leaf x gram of this leaf x gram of this leaf literally being able to weigh it measure it yeah. lay it properly mm. so that you're not having any roll problems and creating ultimately potentially because of the machine that you're saying the absolute most consistent cigar out there. Yeah, that's true. But the machine-made cigars that were being made back then, they were all short, short filler. filler. They yeah, still they are short. They weren't still yeah. making mm. like, and you know, I think that's leaves. why. Uh, um, I think that's why Rooster that it, you know it never caught on is because yeah, they have to make it with short filler, right? But that's my point. There, there's got to be probably at some point some innovation where they figure out a way to do this with long filler at scale. 
Like, I mean, honestly, I just feel like the cigar industry, as I'm thinking, is really ripe to be disrupted by something like this. Yeah. But then again, I don't know. We talked about this 30, 40 episodes ago about the artisanal nature of a cigar and how much we love that and the thought of it being handmade. Does it take the romance out of a cigar if it's made out of, in a machine? I'll tell you, if I'm paying what I'm paying for Cuban cigars right now and knowing that 100% <laughs> of them are going to smoke really well. That's right. And the fact that it's not like the people that are doing this have great lives. Yeah, that's true. Then it's not like they're paid well. Yeah. It's, you're not taking away white-collar jobs. Yeah. I wouldn't even argue that they're not even blue-collar jobs. Mm. It's it's. That's <laughs> an interesting discussion, yeah. honestly. I mean, yeah. it's 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 an interesting thing to think about. That, as Senator said, the disruption possibility. There. Right. Yeah, and you think about even the impact it can have on cost. I mean, you could you could do this for you know in a cheaper way over the long run, probably this way. I don't know. Uh, to Bam's question, would it take away some of the romanticism about cigars? For me, it would. Mm-hmm. I love when I explain to people why I'm so passionate about cigars. The the handmade element, everything's natural, all of that. It, it that's what makes this special. So I would have a hard time with that. However. If I could guarantee that every box of Cubans is going to be perfect mm. and that the price could actually be reduced because they could dramatically, you know, save money by doing this and then pass some of it, obviously not the not the bulk of it along to the consumer. I mean, that would be a net positive. That's true. It certainly would. And that, you know, the 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 flip side of that is that part of the argument for this differentiation between premium handmade hand-rolled Cuban you know, cigars and the rest of the tobacco industry is that is, they, they hearken that, that element all the time. Yeah. You know, so it might be. Yeah. Distinguishing it from yeah. cigarettes and, and other mm. gas station tobacco, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. nothing wrong with gas station tobacco, but like, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, be my guest. <laughs> so I was looking at the list while we were talking here. Um, you know, there were, Quite a few, both handmade and machine made, that were canceled. But the only surviving Vitola in Port Laranaga from pre nineteen sixty is the Petit Corona, the PLPC that we did a long time ago. Monte Carlo, like we mentioned, um, that's current release two thousand two. Picadores we mentioned came out in twenty fourteen, uh, and this cigar came out in twenty twenty, and that's it for the line as of right so now. So the Monte Carlo, they're calling it a Panatella. It's a slim Panatella. It's a it's long cigar. 33 by six and a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that they're very inconsistent construction-wise, but they're cheap. A lot of be, draw issues. Gotta be yeah. tough to make yeah, that but they're, I mean, that's like... Well, they're not machine-made. Yeah. <laughs> 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 AI, baby. <laughs> when you say cheap, they're like 15 bucks a stick. Are they're they not really? that cheap, yeah. Yeah. I thought they were like 200 bucks for a box of 20, 25. No, hmm. not these days. So what are you guys thinking about the cigar right now? Well, it's we're well beauti- into the beautifully made. The ash is strong. Yeah. Light, medium gray. I think the flavor has kind of tailed off for me a little bit. It's mm-hmm. not as full. It's plat- or it's not as rich, I should say. Yeah. For me, it's plateaued a bit, but still I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I also think it's not as sweet as when it started. And I'm getting more of that woody. Yeah. PL flavor that I I don't love, I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't hate it, but I just don't love it. That's what I remember. Like the initial light, you get a lot of sweet notes, and then it kind of fades away. Yeah, like many other cigars. Yeah. It's uh, fully mild for me. Oh, it's definitely a mild cigar. Yeah. I agree with that. It was, it was, you know, 
it was dancing around potentially being medium bodied, but great burn though. Oh yeah, yeah. Pretty I'm sorry. Sharp. Unfortunately, not mine. Uh, I've had to light it up twice, but mm. seems like there's a bit of a hollow in between. If you need another one, we have them. No, no, it's all good. I did see when I was looking through the box, there was one where the center was really, really loosely packed. It's probably that. Oh, boy. Damn. There you go. Inconsistency. You're talking 20 bucks a stick. Yeah. And you have underfill, overfill. You don't get that on a PC. All right, boys. Let's talk about our pairing tonight. Let's. It's a rum. It's called the Barbon Court. 15-year aged. Barbon Court. Wow. Reserve du domain. I can't pronounce anything. Laranaga. You know, I do. I sit on the edge of my seat waiting for your pronunciations. I do. That's not nice. No, I love it. Your your Pennsylvania accent really comes through, Gizmo. I love it. Oh, Lord. And you haven't had a sip yet. I haven't had a single sip. I'm stone cold sober. It's a Haitian rum, right? You were the one that pointed this out to pick this up. So, uh, Bam had a cigar event uh, last year, and it was uh, for a charitable purpose, and it was to benefit an organization in Haiti. And so when I went to the event, there was this Barbon Court rum, not this exact one. It was like the seven-year, their kind of entry level. And um, I was just curious. I saw, oh, well, they make some you know higher-year-aged ones. I thought maybe it would be a bit smoother than that. So I was just curious to try it. I've heard of it. I had never had it until uh, mm-hmm. the cigar event. But um, we'll see. It was rough. Which, this or the other one? The other one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, well, based on how this is tasting, I can't imagine the seven was pleasurable at all. I mean, this is a very thin, basic, yeah, um, not great rum. No. No, agreed. I mean, this is, this is a, for, fi- like, to put how 15 much, years on this. How much was that bottle? I think it was 60, mm. 70. That's a lot of money for this. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't cheap. And it's like to put 15 years on a product that tastes like this. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah. And the thing that's sad is I feel like this is kind of the supposed to be the flagship brand of Haitian rum. It's true. And it's not impressive. No, not at all. I feel bad for the Haitians. Yeah, it doesn't have legs. There's no viscosity at all to it. I mean, the proximity of Haiti to Cuba, I mean, they're not that far. <laughs> Cuba makes some phenomenal. Oh, dude. Rums. Even Dominican rums not that bad. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Brugal. Brugal. With, a, with yeah. a splash of Coke. Absolutely. It's great. It's very good. I mean, that's, it's like to, to put a 15 year aged rum as a mixer, like that to me is the only purpose of this right now. Yeah. That's would be true. to mix it with something because to yeah. drink this straight, it's just, it's really not great. Not did pleasurable. You, did you put ice? I did. You, yeah. A little you need bit. Ice. Yeah. You need ice mm-hmm. on this. I think without the ice, I think it would have been mm-hmm. borderline undrinkable. Yeah. What do you think, Grinder? Look at his expression on his I face. I mean, it's it's. I don't think it's much better from the last run we had, which you, which you guys were, you know, gaga <clears throat> over. Which one? The uh, I forget the name of it. Oh, the four, four square, four square? square. That's a great rum. Yeah, it it kicks your butt, but it's a good. There's rum. definitely a burn. <laughs> I'm getting. I still have some like acid reflux going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a lot going on in my throat. Haitian <laughs> reflux. Yeah, Haitian little Haitian uh, rubbing back. alcohol going down. Haitian <laughs> snapback. <laughs> It's quite a, yeah, there's, yeah, you're right. It's like a burn. Yeah. What's the proof on this? So this is hidden. 43%. 43, Mm. there you go. So they've been making this stuff since 1862. 
Yeah. Wow. As they say, following an ancestral family tradition might need to be updated. And a unique craftsmanship passed on in the family that makes it for 160 years. Hmm. It's uh, distilled and aged in French oak barrels, uh, only French oak barrels for 15 years, made from pure sugar cane juice. I'm like, are you getting any oak? I'm not, I'm not getting any oak. No. No, I think the recipe may need to be adjusted. Might be time for a... <laughs> AI. Might be time for a little looky. <laughs> Take a little look at it. Let a computer figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I'm sorry. You got the description of the bottle. It gets... This is wild. It says, uh, for a long, rich, and complex finish. This does not have a long finish. Uh, no, not, not at all. Very thin, like is said. Absolutely. And then the, my favorite part is the last line. It says, the estate reserve is best consumed neat. Like a fine cognac. Uh-huh. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's uh-huh. it's just objectively not for the Haitian palate. <laughs> I'm going to give it a senator reaction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're I mean, a little they're a little rougher in Haitia. They got they got than Haiti. They have a little more oomph behind their. Uh... Yeah, this is uh, that's something. Yeah, that's really something. So the last thing I wanted to say on poor Laranyaga history that I thought was interesting, going back to the Petit Corona for one second, I was reading a Min Rodney's book that we always reference, uh, which came out over 20 years ago. Rooster gave it back to you? Yes. Thank Ooh, wow. God. That's rare. He's a good guy, this rooster. Look at that. <laughs> Can I he borrow it again? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for another he, five years. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the one thing that Min, Min Rodney noted that he was incorrect about he said that the Petit Corona is still produced from time to time in limited quantities. So this is written 2001, uh, but very difficult to find. And he said it will be discontinued by the end of 2002. So that obviously turned out to not be correct. So he must have gotten some information from Habanos that they were planning to cancel the entire line. And then they ended up wanting to keep uh, the, the PLPC, which was the only cigar from 2002. I guess, um, until they released uh, the Monte Carlo. I am stunned that Habanos would create panic that something's <laughs> going to be hard to find or discontinued. They oh, would never do something like that. That's not like them. <laughs> that was maybe stunned. their first trial was in this brand 20 years ago. This is yeah. all they do. You know what's interesting, though? The PLPC, the Petite Corona, mm-hmm. has the same band, right? It does, yeah. Yeah, Identical. so does the Monte Carlo. Yeah. Everything does except, except the Picadors. Except Picadors. Yeah. yeah. Which I guess they have on there like that because of the because uh, it's the Habano specialist release, which only goes to certain shops. The other thing that's interesting is almost the entire line that is now discontinued um, were uh, in cellophane. Oh, good thing they discontinued it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So I'm assuming that... I mean, I'm sorry. Actually, cellophane would be helpful on more Cuban cigars. You think? Because the fucking feet get so easily yeah, the damaged. the wrappers are yeah. so thin. Yeah. I would actually yeah. love for a lot of them to be in cellophane. You think that was an issue of expense, why they eliminated the cellophane? It's got to be. And then some, right? would, some would have to put each cigar into a cellophane. Yeah. And you could imagine going yeah. back into the factory. The labor, yeah. And I think, that the way that, I think that the way that they were probably selling them too was mm. not in the way that we're buying them now. Think about how cigars were sold in the 60s, 70s, 80s. They were probably sold as singles. True. They're being thrown around. They're being put in cups. Yeah. Pick them up at the store. Like 
you know, maybe the cellophane just helped protect it from the elements a little bit. Don't, don't forget, they're putting chicken buckets. That's right. Chicken <laughs> buckets now. That's a modern... Uh, <laughs> well, they were machine rolled, so it was probably easier yeah, to, to drop them in the plastic. Yeah. yeah. Mm. This cigar is pretty decent about it's halfway decent. through. It's picked up again a little bit. It's kind of like peaks and valleys yeah, right now perfect for perfect description. It's decent. Yeah. Yeah. How much are these? About 20 bucks. 20. That's expensive. I mean, Re- Rooster was looking today. Mm, I just got a really nice draw. Uh, Rooster was looking today at D4s in a 10-count box for 26 bucks a stick. Excellent price. Before shipping. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> you know what? I, I think was paying 10 bucks a stick two I've years seen, ago. I've seen D4s over 30 bucks on certain sets. That's crazy. It's insane. That's crazy. Uh, you know what? Right now, if I was short on D4s, I'd pay that. I would pay that. Because that cigar is worth every dollar. It's amazing how much prices have gone up by... I mean, so yeah, it's, it's like tripled. Yeah, but for New Worlds as well, across the board. The yeah, but a Padron hasn't up. gone from twelve yeah. to thirty. Yeah. You know, thirty six. Not nearly at the same rate. That's Not true. Nearly at the What's same an exclusivo cost right now? Fifteen. Fifteen. What? Yeah. yeah. Fourteen, fifteen. Probably. Oh, like wow. three sixty a box. Yeah. Hmm. So that hasn't really changed. They Not haven't much. gone up that much. I mean, no. it went from like fourteen to fifteen. Interesting. What's really gone up is the New York taxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah 70%. It's horrible. Try to get a drink. I mean, you mentioned this on a prior episode, uh, Pagoda. Try to get a drink in the city. What was used to be a poor McAllen or Balvany for 16 bucks is now what, 30? 30. Yeah. Doubled? Yeah, every and everything's measured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no generosity anymore. <laughs> my, my liver's uh, started to regenerate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's expensive out there, man. It's expensive. I just don't go into the city much. I only go when I have to. I mean, that's unless I have to be there, I do not go into the city anymore because it's just too expensive to like have a night out. Sure. You know, that's why we have our club. That's why we have our club. Beautiful 1086. Oh, yeah. So um, somebody mentioned uh, cracked feet, cracked wrappers, and whatnot. I know, Rooster, you had mentioned this that um, you had a cracked wrapper and about repairing them and whatnot. What was your experience and and what did you try to yeah, do to fix it? I was trying to figure out why that happens once in a while. You'll get a cigar and either the wrapper is cracked or it's kind of peeling back a little bit. Before and you smoke it or once you, as you're lighting yeah, it? Yeah, you as you're it. lighting it. Yeah. Like you might see like a spot like, you know, that it might peel off and then you might be, might not, you know. But then as you're smoking it, I think as it heats up, maybe the glue is kind of like, you know, like the, it's kind of like totally peeling off. Or it's cracked, um, and the wrapper is is pretty thin to begin with. So after doing some research, I think apparently maybe the hum- the fluctuation in humidity also has a huge effect to it. So if the cigar is kind of dry, that will happen quite a bit. You will your wrapper will will crack and break. So what do, what do you do when that happens? Unless I'm exper- for me, unless I'm experiencing. Like an issue on the draw? No, but like before you even light it, if there's like a wrapper so, that's peeling off. I mean, they have cigar they have cigar glue and stuff. I mentioned up. this to it's all of you in. maybe a month ago. And Senator said, just, you know, raise your humidity setting. I did that. You know, and I keep it at 68. You know, the Oasis is at the bottom and it rises up to the top. And I got 64 now at the top, which is perfect for me. I did have issues because my, hum- my tower overall was on the dry side. And I was getting worried about it. So I cranked it up a bit. Kind of helped it. Yeah. 
Yeah. But once the wrapper peels, like what do you? He what means you once do? you're smoking it. So once you're smoking it, or Honestly, even like before you light it. I, depending on the cigar, I would use spit. You know, I just wet my finger and I kind of and I rub it in the same direction that the leaf is wrapped. Then yeah. I let it sit for a bit and I smoke it really slow because I've noticed if I go through a cigar really quickly, and the cigar's dry, it will start to come apart. So I slow yeah. down. I have I have read that you could use a little bit of honey on it. No, oh, that's a great idea. You could use even like cola like coca-cola yeah. because it's got a little bit of sugary uh, sweetness to it and uh, syrupy that's smart yeah. what um, about tequila that's what schwarzenegger uses yeah, yeah. oh god <laughs> yeah. full dip that's awful yeah. by the way that's a callback to episode one yes it is. is that what yeah. it is <laughs> i think so i think it's very close to episode one but imagine spending like 20 30 40 bucks for a cigar and the cigar and the wrapper is cracked yeah but it's very easy i usually just re-roll it Oh, <laughs> just I'll bring it to your house next time. El Senador. I just wish, can you imagine if one of us actually knew how to roll a cigar? We're like, oh, the wrapper cracked. We just go grab another wrapper, just re-roll the whole thing. Hey, Pagoda, I'm coming over. I need my cigars re-rolled. <laughs> You're living in the Stone Age, Senator. I have a machine that does my oh. <laughs> With an AI component. Is, yeah, AI analysis on the cigar if it's going to crack or not. You know, I've had cigars crack at the foot when I've lit it. I've had cigars crack. Um, you know, in the middle section of the cigar, the only time I've ever gotten concerned or done anything about it was when I can, I feel the draw kind of explode open where it's like, there's no way this air is coming from the foot. It's definitely coming through that crack, but otherwise I just power through it because I'm assuming that if the wrapper may be cracked, that doesn't necessarily mean that the binder layer is cracked or that there's so much air coming through that it's going to be a major problem. So normally I'm just powering through. I've never bought pectin. I've never played with any of the stuff you're no, talking about. Same. I just go through it. Honestly, it also depends on where it's opening. If there's a seam, it's a natural occurrence of where it could lift. I think any type of moisture works really well there. And just slow down on a cigar. Yeah. For me, I, that's worked I, great. I think that's right. I think it's when it's when it's one of the seams that it's rolled along, you're mm -hmm. usually okay. But when it truly cracks, it's a fissure in the when yeah. you're smoking, all of a sudden you just see like a straight line just crack through a, a bunch of the leaf. You can't do and anything. And then you're just about sitting that. there hoping that it's going to stay small. Yeah. And sometimes it does and you're okay, but sometimes it just expands and expands. Usually, and usually it, it gets worse. Yeah. 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 Honestly, yeah. if it's going to happen, you hope for it to be at the feet because you will power beyond it. Yeah. 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 No yeah. doubt. I powered through it. Oh, sometimes yeah. you know, sometimes these cigars can look like a blooming flower. But hey, <laughs> hey, as long as you're getting draw, man, keep going. But you know, my thing too, you know, I'll counter, I'll go against what you said about humidity. Like, obviously, I like my tower a little bit more dry. Mm -hmm. Like, I keep my Cubans at about sixty RH. My New World's around sixty four, sixty five. And what I've found is that I, I don't have cracking issues. They've been at that humidity for quite some time. Hold on. Your oasis at the bottom is set at sixty. No, my oasis at the 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 reader the the measurement tool is at the center of the unit. Oh, okay, okay. And that is set to sixty two. Wow. Um. So it's about sixty four, sixty five at the bottom, and sixty at the top. Hmm. Um. But most of my Cubans are in the sixty range. Okay. And um, they've been for quite some time, you even know, early before I got the tower. And what I find is the opposite of what we're saying. Almost, I I do not experience a lot of cracking. I'll give you a scenario in which I do in a minute, but um, I also find that I'm getting significantly less plugged and draw issue cigars because I'm reducing the humidity. 
and I'm giving that tobacco a little bit more room to breathe, pulling some of that moisture out of there. Because when I get up to 65 on a Cuban, that's when I start sensing in a box that even when the foot looks like it's open, it's not overpacked, that I'm going to have a smoke issue. I'll just say this. I think not every tower is made the same. Totally. Yeah, so you're going totally to have to play it's, with it and experience. It's also, it's not just the tower. It's, it's not, the every, uh, not every home is made the same. That's I true. Mean, some people, whether it's in your basement, living room, wherever the tower is, it actually may run pretty humid. Others, yeah. it may run very dry. Mm -hmm. So either the Oasis is constantly having to fight to increase the humidity or yeah. you have a lot more humidity and it's trying to reduce it the best that it can. Yeah. So I think that also plays into yeah. it. I mean, yeah. from what I remember, it gives, yours ran humid where your tower is, Where right? it was. Where okay. my Remington was before Lizard Sean bought it was in a really bad spot for any tower or any situation because it was by a door that was constantly being opened. So the ambient in that room was always bad. The new tower is in a totally different spot that is isolated from humidity, temperature, sunlight, any sort of changes. So it really stays mm. extremely stable. That's great. With just the Oasis. Nice. So, you know, and it's getting, it's obviously warm now. So the air conditioning is running in the house and I'm still finding the Oasis needing to do a little bit of work, which is the way I want it, as opposed to having to put something in there to to pull humidity down but you know i i don't i don't know i'm just finding that my stuff is smoking really really good even in the warmer weather mm -hmm. smoking outside a lot more you know it's just the stuff is doing better for me i mean when you take kitty litter out it, it just tastes a little better <laughs> it tastes better <laughs> i like the taste of that silica yeah. that blue silica does that it put a tint on all your sticks <laughs> <laughs> now that's the uh the fresh kitty or whatever it is right so the other question that comes up, obviously, with temperature and humidity in the summertime is smoking outside. Um, I'm pretty firmly against it. I try to avoid it when I can. I know that I'm definitely in the minority in the room. I love smoking outside. I do, too. On a non-windy day, it's yeah. perfect. What kind of definitive statement is that? I'm against smoking that outdoors? Is that I is don't definitive. Love it. I don't love it. <laughs> I mean, not, my not God, have Hold you on. ever been on vacation where there is yes. just... You're somewhere tropical. Yeah, there's no wind. There is honestly I've been to Cuba. nothing <laughs> with you. Right. But there's nothing better than that. Yeah, it's awesome. Come on. I, I think that the Cuban experience is is isolated because generally at night, what we've experienced in the several times that we've gone is that the temperature and humidity thing always is really kind of at the perfect perfect spot. It dissipates yeah. at night. The yeah. problem for us, though, honestly, In New Jersey, it's too I, humid. I, I wouldn't use... I mean, we were on the Melicon where we're getting wind. Yeah. So there were a number of times where the, the conditions were not necessarily ideal for outdoor smoking. But I just mean sometimes when you're someplace outdoors, especially on a hot day that then cools a bit at night and it's just still... That's perfection there, right there. The smoke when you're when you're out and there, it doesn't move. It just stays yes. and lingers, and you're just staring at it in the air. It, there is nothing more sensory yeah. and enjoyable than yeah. that smoke. It's like an experience. indoor outdoor room. So, yes, you know, and those are memorable moments with a cigar yeah. that you that linger in your mind. It makes an imprint. You don't forget those times. Truly, yeah. And the other thing about Cuba, if you're talking about Cuba, is that you can smoke anywhere inside. <laughs> well, yeah. At any most restaurants, most, it does know, spoil you. Smoke inside. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's you can't do that anywhere. Yeah. How, how, I mean, I I I fell in love with cigars, smoking them outside, being part of the outside. You know, being around the golf course, people smoking cigars outside. Don't you have any of that? Uh, I enjoy. Like, well, no. If I'm my definitive statement, as Senator calls it, is really when I'm smoking by myself. 
I find in New Jersey, in our area, there's very few times of the year when you're consistently getting the perfect situation, especially to smoke Cuban cigars. Listen, I can go outside on a windy day in 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 a humid day and smoke a Padron. It's going to be great. It's just you know when you're specifically talking Cubans, yeah. especially something you've invested Dep- a lot of money in. It depends on the cigar. That's where I'm not going to go outside. I guess it depends a bit on the cigar, but the outdoor experience is really unbeatable. I just think I'm going to challenge yeah. you this summer. I think that the hotter it gets in the summer here in this area, the nights tend to be very still. True. When it's cooler, there's wind, all that. When it's moderately warm, but when it gets hot, like August weather and it's 95 degrees, by the nighttime and it's like 70, Yeah, it's usually just so still and yeah. serene and perfect yeah. cigar smoking. Weather. The humidity's still there a bit. But it doesn't. It really depends on the cigar. I think, an, but in a, a good way. Yeah, a that's new world, what keeps the smoke lingering. It's there. true. It's yeah, amazing. It, it yeah. actually makes a. It kind of gives you that perfume around you. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, ideally, if you could have a room that's kind of enclosed on three sides, and just open on one side, so you don't get that wind, but yet you're kind of like outdoor, indoor, outdoor room. That's ideal. That's, See, that's, that's what I have. Perfect. That's what I do yeah. in my garage. Yeah, I do you do the same. same thing. Yeah. Mm. So, would you say you're sitting indoors or outdoors? Indoor, As you challenge indoor my... outdoor room. <laughs> but it's not the same as sitting, I will say. It's Because I have the same not. setup. It's not the same as sitting fully outdoors. Right, yeah. There's mm. just something about being completely immersed in like nature yeah. and just something very scenic than like sitting in any room with walls on three sides and one's open. It just, it doesn't have the same feel. But usually at night, it does. The wind does die down, sure. and, and it does get perfect. Yeah, and you know we've had really good days. If you go we back have. to the last few weeks, there've been so many days you could be sitting out, mm-hmm. no wind, reasonably cool, fantastic. Absolutely. The thing that I will say too is that when it's when I think about memories of us smoking together, the outside, like that's when it's Those different. Are the best memories, yeah. honestly. But, but Those are what I'm moments. what I'm saying is when I smoke by myself. That's a different. I'm putting a different mindset on than when I'm with the group of guys, and like when we sit outside to smoke. If there's a fire going, if there's not, if it's warm enough, if it's not, as long as the bugs are good and the wind is good, yeah, um, we're so into it. Well, you got to keep an eye on the conditions, but you know there are moments when I've been alone. I contemplate and it yeah, with my cigar alone. Those are also very memorable moments with the right cigar. You know, yeah. I remember the Upman two I smoked last summer. My kids and the wife were out. I was home alone. I made myself dinner, went outside, sat in my chair, lit the fire. It was warm out. It was 9.30, no wind. It was incredible. Didn't call us. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point there, Rooster. Still haven't been to his house. Did you notice that? That was a solitary Bam Bam moment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, too, is you know when I travel, sometimes I travel to Florida when it is warm because mm. it's just the time of the year that we have to go uh, to see the family, but... Man, it's difficult to smoke down there. It's, oh, it's too humid. It's difficult oh. to smoke in the humidity. Oh, yeah. I mean, even Padrones and stuff, it's just like you don't have enough butane on you. Like for listeners out there, I'm curious how you deal with that. Like, you know, who live in very humid places all the time. Um, it's got to be incredibly challenging. Yeah. I mean, especially you're lighting a cigar that costs as much as these do. It's like... I've, had, it makes I've had Cubans in a humid, a humid uh, evening that would just go out. Yeah, you know, continuously relighting. That's tough. Yeah. yeah. And that's not even considering when. But that's when you do your new worlds. Yeah, well, they go out too. Yeah. Depending on the humidity. 
So I had a relight when I was talking. I had to relight the cigar. Uh, we're about halfway through. It'll be on halfway. What do you guys think of the cigar right now? Uh, it's uh, serviceable. It was good in the beginning. Yeah. Then it kind of faded off. Mm-hmm. And the last, I guess, I don't know, one, like a little past the half of one. It's picked up a little bit, but it's not quite the same flavor that we were getting in the beginning. Yeah, I'm not getting me. any increase in flavor or strength profile. It's staying fairly consistent. Same here. Yeah. Flavors are a little muted, but it's not awful, but it's not spectacular. So I, I think I think the the cigar it, it certainly plateaued, but then it then it took a precipitous hop off the end there. Mm. And uh I don't think it's bad at all. I think it's just it's like a whisper. It's like very light. And I like light lighter cigars, but there's not there's not that flavor there that you know, when you when you first lit it, it was phenomenal. That flavor was so in, intense. Yeah, it's like the it's like when we lit it, the flavor was standing right here, and then every draw it takes two steps towards the door, and now it's in the parking lot. So just like so, think about yeah, it. Why does that happen? It's the same leaf, right from the from the top to the bottom. How does that leaf in the beginning taste a certain way, and towards the end it tastes like the taste kind of dies down? What's well, the blend? It's the blending decisions. It's how much of the ratio they're putting where in the journey so clearly whatever they did at the light or whatever that ratio was at the light we obviously are wishing that it continued a little longer or throughout or i i argue held that moment for later in the cigar than at the beginning you know we need to be on the habanos tasting panel i agree (laughs) and give them some feedback on how they can improve the blend i thought you were i'm sure with our very kind (laughs) opinions over the years that uh, they'd love the house oh yeah (laughs) What about the shape of the leaf? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I would think it's blend. I would think it's construction. Obviously, we're having inconsistent construction issues right now. You know, Pagoda, is yours any better? No, it's pretty flat. Yeah. In fact, now, actually, the last drop was so bad, it was just smoke. Oof. How's your Senator? I'm kind of where Rooster was on this. It started good. I liked the first several puffs. The middle just went completely flat for me. And then the last third has actually picked up in some more enjoyable flavor, but nothing quite like the first quarter was. So, I mean, overall, I'm not I'm not thrilled with it. I don't hate it. I, I'm going to smoke it probably to the end, but I, I want more. The one thing, with, yeah. what is consistent about this is the smoke output. Yeah. Yeah. That is the one thing good, that's great. Right? The, room, Having, yeah. the room is smoky. Great combustion. Yeah, the combustion's not bad at all. But I will say this just the flavor profile really reminds me of the PLPC. And I'm not saying it's a bad cigar, but just for my palate and the flavor profile I like, I just don't think Por Laranaga is a brand I, I really like the flavor profile of. I have to differ on that though. For me, I get a completely different experience with that guy. I gotta bring I'm gonna bring a fifty cab in. We'll do it. Again, I feel it's much more flavorful than this guy. No doubt. I, I agree with you. I think that the PLPC yeah. performs better for it's, sure, it's, and there's definitely more flavor there. Yeah, it's delicious. But I think it's very... It's the it, profile of the flavor. It's very yeah. similar yeah. to this. My this is issue, like the cousin of the PLPC. That's the thing. My it's, issue is not that this doesn't have... A, my, my biggest complaint is not that this is mild or doesn't have enough flavor. That's all true, but my bigger problem with it is the flavor I am getting, mm. the notes, the profile, 
it's it's so heavily woody and cedary in addition to those other things and i just really like that to be very far in the background in any cigar that i love the profile of and it's just too forward in a lot of these poor yeah. lower oh, that i completely agree with with this cigar that we're smoking tonight the only thing i would say is with the with the uh, petite corona you get the flavors that you got in the beginning of the galanis and that kind of continues yeah. more throughout. Yeah. And I do get more dessert note in that. Yeah. Thing, all the way through. Yeah. You know, the pairing is not helping at all. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's, That's the other thing, right? Like, I yeah. think we had something more uh, fuller bodied, yeah. you know, a little more viscous. Yeah. A, a bit more of the sherry or the sweeter. Uh, I, agree I, with I think that. it might have really helped the cigar. Mm. The bastards. <laughs> <laughs> These Cuban and Haitian bastards. Go back to making machine made. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, think about how much we're each, you know, let's say each of us spent on this experience tonight, right? You're looking at a $20 cigar and let's say a a fifth of the bottle, you're you're looking at, let's say 12, 15 bucks for the, for the pairing. That's not cheap. I mean, that's a $40 experience for that hour 15 that we're going to get out of this. Is that even in line remotely with the, 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 Taste experience that we're having? No. You make that in a month in Cuba. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But this interaction is priceless. <laughs> <laughs> it's the friendship, Pagoda. It's the friendship. It's time well spent. So what about the uh, outdoor place? I know you were at outdoor. Yeah, we were at the at the one hotel in uh, Brooklyn, mm. the Dumbo area. Yep. They have a rooftop. I've There's been there. a restaurant yeah. and a bar and yeah. stuff. Really nice spot. I mean, the view is phenomenal from there. Sure. Uh, drinks are pricey. <laughs> yeah. So how much yeah. was the, uh, so was it like a party or did you guys just go? No, no, we just kind of went there. Um, yeah, we just happened to be in that area. We just wanted to walk around and, uh, you know, decided to go to a rooftop area before dinner. Drinks were like 28, 30 bucks. That's crazy, man. Yeah, that's I had a Heineken Zero. I think it was... Yeah, twelve or fourteen dollars, and they add gratuity and taxes right on it. That's right. You know, so it, it was. Fuck? I thought it was a little pricey. <laughs> yeah. You can you imagine buying um, something with no alcohol for twelve dollars <laughs> for a beer flavored flavored soda pop, and then <laughs> and then mandatory gratuity. You can't yeah. even make the gratuity choice. Dude, fuck Brooklyn, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same in Manhattan too. It's okay, it's everywhere. Thing. It's everywhere. I mean, I'm tired, dude. You go to like self checkout now; they're asking for tips. Yeah, yeah. It's like like fifty bucks to park, seventy five dollars for like three drinks. One of them was non alcoholic drink. Mm -hmm. You know, you have two rounds. That's like a two hundred dollar, like within the hour. Sure. I love I love Brooklyn. Yeah, I I have an office there. I've been there for a long time. Parking is a bit easier than Manhattan, so if you do have a little patience, you will find a spot. Even around the one, you will really? find. Yeah, you've got to go find a garage for a good price anywhere in New York. Go on iconparking.com, yes. create yes. an account. Yes. You automatically get a discount on every reservation you make just by having a free account. And I'm telling you, I have never paid more, even in the most high demand times imaginable, more than 30 bucks to park for an entire yeah, night. Yeah, I use Parkways. That's use incredible. Park That's an incredible rate. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good price. It is. I use I use, I actually check Icon and I check Parkwiz when I go into the city, like for a concert or something. I'm I, always. I checking tried that. Parkwiz last night, and the closest one was fifty bucks. 
Wow. So yeah. we ended up just valeting it for 40. It was yeah. a little cheaper. It's nuts. So the closest one was, you know, that was 25. You had to walk like 15, 15 minutes. Yep. Yeah. You took an Uber then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, what's this world coming to? Uh, it's huh? like 40 for valet is good. Yeah. Yeah. So the ones in Dumbo. Right. Um, if you block, you could, there's parking four or five blocks in Brooklyn Heights. If you're willing to walk, if it's a beautiful night, I would highly recommend that. You can find parking there. Bit challenging. You got to cruise around. Yeah, we went. Look. Yeah, we were in Bushwick. We went to Williamsburg. Yeah, uh, great pizza we had in Williamsburg. Oh yeah, you can always find something around Cadman Plaza there. Always. Well. Yeah. Always. It was it was really crowded last night. There were tons of people. Yeah, it was a great night. You know, you got the uh, you got Grimaldi's Pizza right there, right around the corner. Yeah, and Juliana's is right yep. next door. And there's a new ice cream shop with Across. a big. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a cool spot. Oh, there there must have been about a hundred people in line. There. It's insane. Can I, all right, let's talk about that for a second. I, I don't understand. Some people are obsessed with standing in line, like it's like FOMO, like fear of missing out. <laughs> like I have a I have a a, a a friend and his wife. When they are in the city or somewhere, like they say they're traveling, and they see a line for food or an experience, they sometimes won't even investigate what they're getting in line for. They're just that into being in line and like having this new experience, this new food. Like to me, I can't. When I see a line, I, I turn the other way. Yeah, I don't care what it is. With all these, my, these yeah. are your friends. Well, let's call them acquaintances. <laughs> I'm sorry, anybody I knew that wants to do this, they're out. Yeah, they're, they're out. <laughs> they're out. It's horrible. It's ridiculous. Yeah, people love standing in line, man. Yeah, that, I've stand, never, people I've stand never in got line. That. Yeah. Imagine standing in line for bagels or pizza or something. <laughs> no, like, can you imagine standing in line? Well, people for, do I will stand say, in line for Grimaldi's. I would not do oh, that. Yeah, oh, bagels, do. it gets really bad. So when I lived on the uh, Upper West Side, I was right by. There's a very famous spot if you look at like best bagels in New York. Place called no absolute bagels. Mm -hmm. uh, it's on like 107th and Broadway. The line at this place, I'm not exaggerating. It could be on a Saturday morning, like four blocks long. It's so nuts. stupid. Yeah. But luckily, I live so close. I would just look down to see how long the line was, and I would just wait for like the opportune time, and I'd just go in, and there'd be like five people ahead of me. It was perfect. That's called the senator's advantage. Yeah. <laughs> have you had pizza at Industry Pizza in Williamsburg? I ha I know where that is, yeah. but I have not gone in there. No. Again, the same thing. There must have been like 20, 25 people uh, yeah. in line. With yeah. all my time in Brooklyn, Manhattan, I don't understand why people would wait online. There's great food everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. True. Yeah. Never catch me standing in line, man. We know that now. So in the last third here on this cigar, I have had actually some much better draws. Like I've had some real nice bursts of flavor in the last third. Yeah, it's not bad. That are surprising me that we're not there mm -hmm. in the second third at all. Yeah. Second so third was flat. We're yeah. having a similar experience. Because yeah. for me, the, the final third has definitely picked up in some positive ways. That mm -hmm. second third was just... A total dud. Agreed. What's interesting too, I mean, we're about an hour in now. I really don't feel like I've smoked this fast. It hasn't heated up. It's only a year old. Um, like I feel like I'm 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 not moving through this as quickly as I thought I was going to when I saw the size of the cigar, which makes me made me question like why the hell put out a robusto that's four and three quarters inches? Why not push it a little further? Like give me that extra 10, 15, 20 minutes. Like if I so want it, like. I don't understand that decision. Yeah, strange. You know, especially you look at the other, you know, Cuban robustos that this is competing against. I well, guess. maybe that's why you know competing yeah. against the D four and others. Yeah, I well, guess. Right. 
This does not compete against it before. No, no but, that, but <laughs> not at all. Yeah, but it, it's di- differentiating it. Yeah, like, it's probably, you know, I don't know. The only thing I will give it against all robustos, this has the best smoke output of any Cuban robusto I've ever smoked. It totally, this totally room at many times has been. Yeah. filled with smoke oh, uncomfortably yeah. so like <laughs> just I, I can't believe this robusto is able to do this that's true it's that that draw is very open right you can get a lot of smoke get a lot of yeah, air the draw is open so we had a, a listener email us um i wanted to share this with you guys because he had a good question here lizard justin said hey i just listened to the partagas series e number two episode it was such a good episode you guys are killing it you keep getting better and better as time goes on. I love all the subjects and approach you guys continue to take. It's right up my alley, and I really look forward to every Tuesday morning on my way to work. That's an awesome email. And uh, he said, he said, we're coming into warmer months. I know you guys have talked about this before, but what are some of your favorite summer cigars to smoke um, and preferably stuff that's easy to find, both Cuban and non-Cuban? So I, I could I could... I'd like to go around the room. I know we've mentioned some of these before, but mm-hmm. for listeners who haven't heard it, what are some of your favorite warm weather smokes? And let's let's maybe say smoking outside, it's a little warm. Well, let's let's put that in the context. What are some of the, the what are some of the cigars the you go to? QD Coronas Claro. Yeah, QDs uh, are good, a good but they're kind of hard to get. Yeah, that's I mean, not an easy one to get. Hard, well, I would say for a new world, I like the Davidoff, like the Grand Cru series, like mm. something on the milder yeah, side you like in, the, in the morning you, yeah. afternoons. We should do that on the out. pod. Yeah. Never had that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, those are good. Are we talking New World or Cuban? Let's start with Cuban. I love the QD series. 50, so, 54 even. I feel like Coronas Claros have actually been coming up quite a bit more. I've seen them a few times yeah, on FOH. Yeah, I think QD generally has. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it's the QD 50 in the morning and the Coronas Claros in the afternoon. That's a good call. Yeah. We have the QD 50 coming up on the podcast, by the way. Can't wait to do that. Um, I think it's... Next month. I don't know when it is. Can't it, wait. A few weeks. Next month. It's coming yeah, up soon. I love the Juan Lopez, number one, number two in the morning, the afternoon. Jail one is awesome. It's awesome. That's the Corona, right? The Jail one's the Corona. Jail two's the Robusto. Jail one is kind of like the up on 46. Yeah. 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 And Jail two is the Robusto. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can smoke anything. Let's not forget the RAS, meaning I think. Uh, flavorful. It's excellent. Yeah. Short I, to punch. I think, punch, punch. I think a lot of the general production Cubans for me are great summer cigars. Um, it's funny when you when you ask that question, one cigar popped into my head, and that's the uh, uh, New World LGC Serie R. Mm, yeah, um, that like very thick cigar. Oh. Um, R number five or seven? Uh, four. Okay. So that's the little Gloria Cubana, but. Not the Cuban version. Not the Cuban version. Siri R. Yeah. Quite the robust it's cigar, a big, though. It's it a is. big cigar. Yeah. It's known for being kind of, it's, but it's very, it's very sweet. It's got like a very sweet profile and it, it produces a lot of smoke. It's very easy to smoke. Uh, so in that hot weather, it just kind of fits the bill. I And another, another one that you guys are all going to laugh at, I'm sure. Uh, but I'll take the punches, and it's actually a, an Ashton, a tr- very traditional Ashton. Like, Whew, I thought you were going to say the Alma. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting I for that. Right here. <laughs> yeah, it's sitting right next to him. Yeah. It keeps creeping closer to center. I think it's going to bite him. Yeah, 
He's scared. He's scared. All of a sudden, he's going to be conspicuously absent when we do that cigar in the next couple months. Guess, do you get any emails that are kind of not so nice? Honestly, no. So you don't bring them up. No, I, I would not smokers, don't. buddy. It's cigar smokers. <laughs> no, I, if we got negative emails, I would read them. I would like to hear them. Are you calling for the listeners to write us bad emails? We do not want hate mail. Come and criticize us, please. The only ones that get the only person that gets bad email is Bam when he wasn't sharing his stock. Of course, that's over now. I still get notes through our one of our groups. (laughs) Not bad. They're funny still, kind of. (laughs) I mean, we love all kind of feedback, but it's generally Sam has been so abused. Yeah. Well, he's listen. Look at how refined he is now. Accountability hour. I've got one inch thick skin. But I mean, I mean, the listeners have been, you know, we've had constructive emails saying, hey, I wish you guys would do more of this or that, or hey, don't do so much of this or that, you know, but it's never been, there's never been like a really negative tone, which is nice. I mean, it's always been very positive. So, yeah. you know, Senator, what are you going for in the summer? Well, I think you QD. mentioned it earlier. QD. Yeah, the QD, QD yeah. 50. Yeah. Yeah. QD 50 in the morning. I want to hear everyone else. So mine Close. is, um, Rass. oh yeah, okay. Mine for sure. The, the two that I've been smoking outside, um, especially with a cup of coffee and I like my lemon seltzer, that's kind of my combo, um, is uh, Punch Punch, Love a Punch Punch, mm. and the El Rey Del Mundo Schwa, Schwa Supreme. 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 Uh, that is a stunner. That's a good one. That's a stunner for me. So, man. but do, do, are they, why are they, are they holding up, are they particularly like summer cigars? Are they holding up particularly well they hold up when for me when there's no wind both of those cigars perform beautifully outside or inside but outside uh, if i'm out with the dogs in the backyard and i have 45 minutes or an hour that's what i'll go for Mm -hmm. um if i have like a bigger lunch or something and i want kind of a 45 minute or an hour long smoke i'll reach for like a monty four Mm -hmm. which is that same size that hermoso um i'll reach for a monty four or i'll push into a d4 or something like that. you know it's a good cigar which probably doesn't get enough credit the damaso is actually not a bad the padron damaso yeah it's not a bad cigar mm. yeah i've never had it i'd be curious to try it yeah. Not bad. Same. yeah we should do that on the pod we have a couple padrones we just did a padron the 85th but we have another padron coming up and then mm-hmm. we'll put that in the queue maybe for later this year and you know i love the soberano yeah i do like that cigar that's a good cigar yeah not for the summer but great so i have to stick. ask is your your coffee and seltzer yep mm-hmm. do you do you ever mix them no <laughs> mix them i that's know a, this that's a thing that's a thing i know this sounds really? crazy so my wife had sent me this the other day mix? are you kidding you no know, just listen to this apparently the drink of the summer this summer and she sent me it's like a food and wine magazine article is an espresso and tonic oh god which to me is a really bizarre combination, oh. but apparently it's like a crazy thing. They're even putting it on menus now at my restaurants. Why would someone want bubbly why, coffee? This is, this is what happens with the slippery oh. slope. Once you let these 22-year-old bartenders oh, make boy. cocktails out of espressos, <laughs> you're going to get the fucking... Bubbly tonic? Yes, yeah. that's the next thing. Yeah, that's, that's horrible. That's the next thing they can put in their Stanley Cup. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Else. And then it's the egregious. other thing that's even crazier, so as I was reading this article, it was talking about these other recent crazes like these strange drink combinations and i started cracking up because it made me think the other day i had sent these guys a photo i was having like an iced coffee and a cigar and giz thought it was orange juice <laughs> which in his defense with <laughs> okay the, let with me just say no, no, he's no, right. no, 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 hold on it no, no, looked no, orange. I, I am i am defending you I'm this saying. is two photos in a row yes there's something about your way you're making your coffee it has an no, orange hue to no, it no it's the sun it's i'm the, telling you <laughs> it's the sun the top of it with the ice makes it look orange the bottom looks like coffee it's the top mm. 
Um, but I was laughing because as I'm reading this article, it was talking about how there was some other craze where people were com- mixing orange juice and coffee or espresso. That can't be good. How that, that could possibly taste good is beyond the, the acidity of the two oh. combining. The article claims that wow. the coffee helps cut the acidity in reflux, the OG. Man. It makes Acid no reflux sense. right in the face. <laughs> That's what all that is. For me. <laughs> That's terrible. I will say one thing about the coffee and seltzer thing. Have you guys ever had a Manhattan Special? What's it's that? A, it's a bottled coffee drink. It's it does have some effervescence in it. It's sweet, and I've had that a few times. It is really delicious, but it's like drinking a Coke, but it's a coffee. I could see it working, but I think we should let Senator be the mixologist. Listen, no, no, I'm not. I'm not going to be the one to try it. One of you needs to. Listen, two of my uh, the two things I drink at the same time are my americano I make and my seltzer with lemon. But I'm not mixing them together. Yeah. There you go. So, no, so but it's not at the same, same time. No, it's not. I'm not double fisting where it's in the same. Well, so I think do you do, do. to cl- Dude, That looks palette? good. Look at what you're doing. I like <laughs> what that. You, you like that? <laughs> Stop that. Are you one of these persons? Like I have a terrible trait. Where I have at any given time at least fifteen different glasses of shit around the house. No, I I I police myself, and I make sure that um, he has to do his own dishes, please. Yeah, exactly. But I make sure that when when I get a new drink, I take the other one up. So I only have two at any given time. Mm. I got I got the water, I got the coffee, I got everything going on at the same time. Yeah, right? see, I don't do that. You're a sampler. So I'm also afraid no, too I, of knocking have, it over. I on have like ADHD and I just can't like <laughs> focus on what. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably more what the what the track is. I'm just afraid of knocking like drinks over on my equipment, my computer and stuff. Not to jump back onto the cigar though, I'm I'm down to about a half inch. Yeah, me too. The end of it is really, it's pretty good. It's pretty damn good, but yeah. I don't know if it saved itself. Has mm, it saved itself? I, I don't, don't know, know yet. I don't know. I mean, Bam's fingers have got to be burnt. Look, even your... How are you guys smoking this down Because it's not far? hot. It's not hot. I don't hate I, it right now. I just don't enjoy really the don't. flavor enough to smoke it down that far. Hmm. It's just ashtray at that point. No, I me. think it's... I. But I'm actually... I, you guys know I don't really go down this far in cigars usually. And I'm not trying too hard on it. I, I'm the, actually enjoying it right the now. The ash also on Gizmo's cigar is like black. black. Listen, <laughs> I mean, look at the difference. Well, he's probably touched it up a lot recently. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But it's not a hot cigar. How it's you, not. No, it's it's it's. I mean, it's pretty tasty. Yeah, yeah. you don't get like any nicotine or anything like that. Yeah, no sharp edges. No, no. So before we jump into our ratings, are there any other cigars that are good summer cigars to for Lizard Justin and and the other listeners out there? Um, I, I I think any. Um, I do think larger ring gauge cigars hold up better in the humidity. So Churchills, Toros, um, and I. Yeah, I think for a summertime when it when it when the heat is either oppressive or at least somewhat discomforting or you know uncomfortable to use that better word, I I'd say you know a mild to medium cigar, lighter cigar, Connecticut shade, uh, with a bigger ring gauge, you're probably going to be okay. And if I'm you know to piggyback on that general statement, if I'm sensing wind as we've talked about so much, I generally am not reaching for a Cuban. I'm gonna go with a Dominican or a uh, or a Nicaraguan. Just one more, like what we were talking about, like not wanting to smoke outside. Anytime it's summer and it's not raining, I'm gonna, you know, I love to smoke outside. You know, anytime you get to smoke a cigar outside, enjoy it. It's gonna be great. There are there are definitely optimal times where you don't want your environment to ruin the pleasure of smoking that cigar. And you know, sometimes that's uh, when you have that forty dollars cigar, you're not gonna to want to burn it too. Uh, 
too aggressively down without some enjoyment in the space. Yeah. And then I think the other one that's a great one, especially in the afternoon, I just love pulling out an exclusivo all time of the day. I'm always pulling out a Padron exclusivo. Any day, <laughs> anytime. That any is day, a, anytime. It's a staple. It's good anytime. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Oh, you know the other one I missed that I reach for when I'm looking for something that has a little bit more oomph from Cuba? I mentioned the Monte Cristo number four. The Partigas short. Oh, you know. I That's, love the oh, Partigas yeah. short in the oh, afternoon yeah. because it's just that it's a perfect like half hour, 40 minute break. Yep. You know, in your day, and you get back to it. I've heard Puba likes that cigar. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, I think a lot of the H. Upman, like the Connie's, you know, the uh, I think the, the whole no, Connie those, line are great for yeah, warmer months. Yeah. Yeah. I think a Mag 46, too. I love I, when I have like a spicy lunch, like a spicy salad or something, mm-hmm. I'll do a Mag 46. Oh, spicy, spicy salad, salad. salad. Spicy salad. Mm-hmm. salad. <laughs> while you're driving 70 miles an hour <laughs> <laughs> what do you put a hot sauce on it and he's, he's so, eating so, at the same time by the way salt and pepper don't qualify for spicy no i get it from the i get it's it from true. the spanish joint they make a great salad the sonora you've had it senators uh, had the sonora salad where was this from uh chanos uh, oh Lakes. i remember this mm-hmm. i remember this it's not spicy oh yeah <laughs> For him to say it's not spicy, I mean, it's really it's, it's it got to be mild. It says a lot. <laughs> he doesn't need spicy spice. salad, baby. All right, boys, you guys ready to do the formal liquor rating on the Barbon Court Haitian Rum? Fifteen years. Yep. Four. Yeah. All right. So I, I will go with a five. Five for Bam. Grinder. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even I, two, I three. Again, I, I don't guess. know. I, I have taken one sip. Yeah, still shitty. Don't buy it. I'm giving. I'll give it a. I'll give it a. I'll give it a four since you gave it a five. Okay. And I don't think I could. You love to contradict me. <laughs> well, I don't think. Like I think I I I would hate this more than you. I think like, you're right. A priori, before I like you're. I well, would. You're a connoisseur. You would rank this higher. I'm a gorilla. Pagoda. I don't know. Four. Senator. So I just poured some neat because I started with ice. It, it's really not it, it's, so it's, bad. it's it's rough yeah. um i'll give it a five that's where i'm at too it's a five for sure it's a very disappointing 15 year aged rum Oof. from barbon court in haiti it's a 4.6 boys wow that wow. is a absolute do not is that recommend a is that an atl it's it's an ATL for sure on rum. Oh, it's boy. definitely an all time. Yeah, the only on thing rum. we have to give them credit clearly there are no additives in here because they've done nothing to mask <laughs> the imperfections of this spirit. They maybe should've... maybe it needs an additive. Yeah, <laughs> a little simple syrup maybe. Yeah, yeah. Some simple syrup and, and vanilla. Yeah, espresso and seltzer. I'm looking. That is absolutely. I think the the lowest score really? rum yeah. we've ever done. Well, yeah. well lowest score. I mean, it's got to be lowest everything ever. Yeah. No, we've had some pretty rough. We've had some pretty rough. Yeah, spirits. we had something with a dragon. I had to break on the floor. Yeah. That that had to be worse. <laughs> oh, than that's this. right. True. The ornamental. <laughs> well, d- all right. Let's not forget, boys. The the fruity decadence of Singleton Fifteen. Oh, also, oh, yeah. that's another fifteen. That was a three point six. A full wow. Point ten points lower than you this. can use that to kill insects. Really, the Ryujin, that's all it's good for. The Ryujin Japanese whiskey that the senator just mentioned with the the gold plastic dragon that he smashed on the floor was a three point eight. <laughs> wow. Um, and that's I mean Yamato Japanese whiskey was a four point eight, so this is definitely in the range of some of the worst stuff we've ever done. Maker's Mark forty six was a five point two. 
which I well, I was surprised there with that one because That's I was expecting I was expecting it to be good. Yeah, yeah that was just regular makers is great. It's, it's a classic. Classic. It's far better. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's it. A four point six boys on the Barman Court, huh. fifteen. And now it's time to rate our robusto tonight. The poor Laranyaga Galanis. You guys ready to do the uh, formal lizard rating on this? Robusto, right, you're up. All right, I'm at a seven. Seven. Okay, Senator. This is tough. Um, I'm between a six and a seven. I wouldn't smoke it again. So sorry, I'm gonna just talk a little out loud. I'm no, please to do because out. I'm. I, I'm still. I I still don't know. Like a lot of time when we do this, I can kind of guess where everybody's gonna be. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where anyone's gonna land here. <laughs> so I'm curious your thought process. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't smoke it again. The combustion, outstanding. Honestly, I wish there were other Cuban robustos that put out this level of smoke because I love I love that in a cigar. Um, the construction was not great. I mean, I looked at the all of them almost in that 10 count box and each one was either underfilled or overfilled. Um, the flavor profile, even at its best is not in my sweet spot. Um, and the second third of it, I mean, if I didn't have to try to finish this for this pod in the (laughs) second third, I just would have ditched it. I mean, it was totally flat. I got nothing. So, um, I've very much talked myself into now it's a six. Mm, Wow. Okay. Um, I thought that this is definitely one of the weaker Cuban Robustos that I've had. Um, it had few and far between moments of, of decency, I think is that that's the perfect word. And um, it didn't reach above that. Mm. So I'm actually going to go lower than you guys. This is a five for me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Pagoda. A five for me as well. Uh, I, th- I think in my case, it was just probably the wrong uh, stick in hand as well. Mm. Having said that, um, enjoyed it in the first third. I kept trying to seek what's great, what's going to be great in the last third because a lot of people did feel it come back. Uh, it didn't, not for me. It was just smoke. Um, and, you know, smoke out, but, you know, I'll give it a five. Okay. How, okay. Far, how far did you get? Did you get down to the... Yeah, you're about... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, grinder. What do you think mine is? Since you've you've proffered that uh, that position that you can can I guess? In. Yeah, well, I thought he said he, he has no idea what. It no, is. but he's usually can tell. He's that. So yeah, usually I could tell. I I don't know today because I think that it's been such a mediocre experience with these little bursts of decency. Um, so I I think you're you're probably going to be either a four or five. I think you're at a six. I'm a I'm a six. So okay. I I I didn't think it was that bad. Like I'm looking around. I I, I didn't. Like I've we've smoked some shitty cigars that have not scored as bad as this. Um, I thought it was a very pleasurable cigar. I thought it was, you know, it definitely fell a little flat. But for me, that's how you know I like a lighter cigar. The beginning was phenomenal. The burn was great. The end, I think it it fell like I said earlier. It just kind of hit hit me a little too quickly. You know the the end there, and it and it was not something I was expecting. And I didn't, I didn't even finish all the way down to the nub. Mm-hmm. But it was, I, did, I just, you know, kind of benchmarking it against other cigars we've smoked on this pod, similar cigars and similar ranked cigars. It's just, I can't, I can't give myself, you know, I a five seems too egregious. So a six, that feels about right. Okay. Bam, bam. Yeah, you know, I think the end did save it for me. I took it down to a half inch. I found 
pleasure in the beginning and at the very, very end. So I have to go with seven. I can't go six, and I think five is a little a little rough. But the end brought it back. So the formal wizard rating boys on the Port Waranyaga Galanis is a flat six point zero. Oh wow! Which I actually think is a perfect score for the yeah. performance tonight. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. So you know, if I'm looking at some of the other cigars, well, what did we rate the the Petit Corona in this Marco? So that definitely performed better than this. Poro Aranaga Petit Corona got an 8.4. There you go. Which is almost 25 points higher than this one. Yeah. You know, so the other one that I rated a five, we've had some other stinkers, but, you know, this to me performed, it had the up and downs of that San Cristobal de la Punta. This was better than La Punta. I don't I don't think so. Oh, For I me, it was right in that same zone. Could be. Oh, I'm sorry. In fairness, this is definitely better than that La Punta. Right? That thing was borderline unsmokable. It this, was. I could at least smoke to roughly yeah, the end. This had character, like I said, at the beginning and the end. So, Senator, I gave the La Punta a five. You gave it a six. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I gave it the same. Same score. So that's what I did, too. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm, you know, and I didn't look at this prior to smoking the cigar. Sure. So I didn't cheat. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> I wonder. We have the data for all this stuff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would who who whose average is closest to the average of the group? Great question. So the Cuban average, um, I'll just run through them all. Uh, Rooster is an eight point two. Puba eight one. Gizmo eight point four. Senator eight one. Pagoda eight two. Grinder eight four. Bam Bam eight five. So Senator and Puba, Senator Puba, Rooster and Pagoda. Um, are eight one or eight two, and and what's the Cuban average? Uh, Cuban average is an eight point three. Huh. Okay, so there you go. It's interesting. Yeah, so I, you know, unfortunately, I just, you know, you got to compare this to the other co- uh, Cuban robustos, and it's just, it's not in the same class. Even on the weaker end of them that we've had, you know, what is the weakest Cuban robusto that we would call out? Probably the Epi two at times. Is maybe yeah. the most inconsistent, yeah. but it can be very good. Yeah, it can be. You know, I mean, we rated that pretty well. So it could be really plugged as yeah, well. Yeah, it can. But I, you know, I think the flavor profile on that it just wipes the floor with this. But anyway, interesting, uh, interesting to look at the data, and uh, that's it for tonight, boys. So a four point six on the Barbon Court fifteen year aged Haitian rum, and a flat six point zero for the Poro Arnaga Galanis. Mediocre night. Mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say, Bam? I don't know. <laughs> it was just the company. Yeah. yeah no. was, the cigar and the pairing <laughs> the were great. Was, the company was mediocre. It's a 10, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizardspod.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, hello at loungelizardspod.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>